We are recording. Well, howdy, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. How does my microphone sound? Do I sound like a first timer or do I sound like I've been doing this? No, you sound you sound clear. All right. So what I'm gonna do is a brief intro. I don't have it I don't have any of this scripted, so a lot of this ends up getting but I'll introduce the podcast and I'll introduce you and all that fun shit. Let me get one let me get like a a retainer, like a retainer beer. We can we can pause, you know. All right, fine, dude. Don't yell at me. <laughs> All right, here we go. And we'll do a countdown of three, two, one. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Stamper Cinema. As always, I am your host, Andrew. Joining me today, I have the pleasure of chatting with, I don't know, one of my <laughs> top 15% people. You know, I'm, That's I'm, pretty good. That's yeah. solid. I'll take that. <laughs> That's an eighty-five percent if you if you subtract it from a hundred. So I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, I guess without further ado, my my very very close friend Colin Fissel. Howdy, guys. How's everyone doing? Thank you for having me. Yeah did i did i pr- did I pronounce that your uh, your name correctly? No, man, you never pronounce my name correctly. No one ever does, and that's why it never affects me ever. Yeah, never. What is your name? Uh, it's Colin Fassell. Oh, as my dad would yell at me over and over. Gotcha. Are you, yeah. are you, are you French? Yeah, <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, what's the, the best word? I'm basically a melting pot of just Europe. I'm white. This is what yeah. it is. Like I'm, I'm a white American, which we don't have to go down that road. I've had a lot of, lot of opportunities given to me because of what I am. And that is not right. It should be equal footing for everybody. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah. basic introduction, if you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself. We know that oh, you're white, oh uh, but maybe, you know, uh, who you are, where you're from, oh, what no, do you like to do? Everyone's tuned out. <laughs> everyone's already tuned out. Uh, yeah, so so do you want me to do the introductions of like us and how we met and how I remember our relationship? Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Just like a high level view though. So <laughs> so we don't have cuz it's all about me right now. Come on. Um, you know, so uh, me and Stamper go back to what 2013 I think is the first time that we met I remember the first interaction that I had with you was when I was at uh 4051 which for those that don't know mattress firm has a bunch of fucking stores can I curse on here yeah okay it has a bunch of freaking stores (laughs) and I was at probably the smallest one in the district and I call up stamper who's at the biggest fucking store in the district I'm like hey how do I how do I do this transfer and you just like went right into it and I thought I like a, I, I thought I made you upset, but we both know this is like pretty common for like a first timer with Andrew is that you kind of are left with just like, did I make him mad? What did I do? <laughs> and so fast forward a year, me and Stamper got kind of close, like quasi, it was kind of a weird thing. Cause I was at Barrett store, another store at Matches firm. And we were hanging out, um, I forgot. It was like some kind of meeting or something, but we somehow like we clicked at, at one point and um, I became the assistant at your store. 
and um, was there for a long time, a lot longer than a lot of people. We became great friends. So from there, um, I left Mattress Firm, and that's when our friendship uh, kind of hit a rocky road. Never hit a rocky road with me, my friend. (laughs) Sure. Sure thing. I think it's just me. I'm, I'm, I'm an internal person. Um, everything on the outside of me is very happy, but I, I internalize a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Might have been just in my head. Um, but besides that, left, went to this place called Gardner Software Advice. Um, went there, so I was doing – it's basically digital marketing is what it is. Um, and now I sell software at this place called Convault. So I'm a software salesman. Woo! for um, data management systems. It's really, really neat. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, For the listeners, yeah. For the listeners, Colin and I, we both worked at, as as Colin kind of already mentioned a little bit, but this will be the first time I talked about it on here, is, yeah, we both were once employed by Mattress Firm, and I was kind of Colin's boss, like supervisor. Oh, I didn't even talk about that. Yeah. You were my boss. You were my direct boss actually. And man, what a fucking shit show this guy was. He was the <laughs> worst. Whatever. The absolute worst. So no, bad man. that you've always used me as a reference whenever you're applying somewhere, right? The, the viewers don't know. <laughs> don't tell them that. Oh my goodness. Um, no, but seriously, and, and you know this, it's an ode to you, is I, I do attribute a lot of my professional development to you, so I will always be thankful for that. But anyways, whiplash. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah, playing. lovely. Natural segue. You, you just mentioned we're... <laughs> Segways we're, we're, are weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that we're going to be talking about whiplash, right? So can you tell us a little bit about this movie? Ooh. A little bit. Or you so, tell me a lot of uh, it. No, I mean, so overall, so in terms of just the plot, just for, for people that are listening and, and tuning in, is it's just about a kid that wants to be the greatest, I think is the best way to put it in just, just one sentence. Yeah. yeah. And he enco- he's, he's encountered with uh, a very testy senpai. <laughs> you know it's just it's just someone that is extremely good at their craft too not necessarily the greatest but are trying is trying to create the greatest from his own work which i think is a lot of people i mean that's it's a common story when not when but why why this film why man um it's I think it's just it's a it's a great film. Every single time that J.K. Simmons is 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 true is is on the um, in the scene. Excuse me, when he's in the scene and he's just he's so angry. You know, veins are popping out of every place of on him. It's just I, I'm so gripped by him, and and it's it's crazy because I have been in that situation before where. Football, I think that's honestly the biggest like key factor here is like you're try- everyone in football is trying to be the best at their their position. <laughs> Odds are you're not going to be the best. And so you have to have that kind of person in your life to tell you, well, if you want to be the best, you do have to you have to train like the best and put everything aside. 
Mm-hmm. And it really resonated with me because, you know, you see him and it was because of the teacher, because of J.K. Simmons was the reason why he quit was because this guy pushed him too far. But right. the greatest would never quit if they really, truly cared and wanted to be the greatest. So he was just testing, which I think just hands down pound for pound. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great, great film that I will stand by always top five, probably. Yeah. What, what else is in your top five? Oh, gladiator. I am a sucker for gladiator, man. Okay. But it's, it's just like, it's such a basic thing, but it's, it's almost like every single film is kind of like that. I love you, the now you were talking, you're, when you're talking about gladiator, you're not talking about like the 1992 boxing gladiator film. You're talking about the one, like the 1999 oh, really, really yeah. Scott gladiator. Nobody, oh, yeah. seem, nobody seems Zimmer. to really enjoy that, that 1992 uh, gladiator film with like Brian Dennehy and, People There's, that I, you, I didn't even know there was a '92 Gladiator. Oh wow, Cuba Gooding Jr. What year was I right on the year? <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're spot on. '92. Yeah, yeah, shitty film, but I saw it once. But yeah, whenever people talk about Gladiator, they're always talking about Ridley Scott. But I would love to meet one person that like, no, 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 not that fucking piece of trash. I'm talking about the yeah man that was a solid film (laughs) oh james marshall brian dennehy yeah john hurt oh god i would not want to talk to them that would be a total turn off i would not want to talk to that person oh god i really want somebody to choose that for this uh, podcast (laughs) the 92 gladiator Yeah, and then I and but I'm I go and rewatch the the Ridley Scott and the, and I start talking about it like, dude, yeah, I once was in the Colosseum in Italy, and they're like, fucking Colosseum, what what are you talking yeah. about? Are you talking about the boxing movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you did uh, you served some time in the Mediterranean, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, Just a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> dude, that must have been amazing. And it was it wasn't it. It, it wasn't an, uh, what is it? It's not a, a aircraft ship. It was a battleship, right? Destroyer. Destroyer, which, what's the, is there a difference between a battleship and a destroyer? Yeah, uh, a battleship is huge. They, they no longer exist, but they, just a big battleship where a destroyer is more designed for, for like protection of aircraft carriers. That's really. Oh, what, okay. <laughs> Okay. I see what you're saying. They're kind of, they kind of like just escort the aircraft carriers because they don't have a lot of like defensive, like weapons, maybe just offensive or we've got rockets and and things like that. And, you know, we we, got rockets. You know, it's the most American thing I've ever heard. We got rockets. We're we're good. Now you said gladiator. I think you were saying matrix as well is probably in your top five. It's all about the one. So you have, uh, what's his name? Miles. What's his last name? Miles Teller, that's it. Right. So you have Miles Teller, who's like the the kind of the focal point. You have Russell Crowe, who's the focal point, and then you have uh, Keanu Reeves as the focal point. I feel like it's it's not necessarily like an Ocean's Twelve, where like some people are, are Ocean's Eleven, where it's like I love this because it's a team of people. I'm over here like, yeah, I like this guy. He's a great individual. <laughs> you know? I feel like that's kind of the uh, that's like what's synonymous that is synonymous out of like my top five is it's just one person usually right i'm trying to think of you're gonna ask me other ones no no i'm curious um 
Oh, dude, Christopher Nolan. I think you know this. I love Christopher Nolan. Uh, his Batman take is probably the grittiest, and it's it's beautifully done. Hans Zimmer. I love Hans Zimmer. He did the mm-hmm. soundtrack. Oh my god. It is a work of art. Yeah, I agree. And, I, and I'm not really much of a comic book uh, movie fan, as you know. Yeah, you're, uh, uh, you're a Mar- Marvel fan, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> or DC fan. No, what was it? I remember we used to always have conversations and arguments about this. I think you never chose anything. Yeah, no, because I, I don't. You, you insisted <laughs> I watch like a comic book. Oh, what was it? No, it was uh, uh, the one with Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Da- not Daredevil. Uh, no! <laughs> <laughs> so for the listeners, Colin just realized I've got the movie Daredevil playing behind me, a movie that he constantly... Not Daredevil. No, it's not, not Daredevil. Uh, 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 Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool, yeah. Yeah, he was obsessed <laughs> with making me watch Deadpool. I'm like, dude, I will never watch it. So just to fuck with Colin, I've got Deadpool playing in the background. I still dude, haven't seen brain. this movie. Never will watch it, but I thought it'd be fun <laughs> to fuck with him. For by listeners, having- he's looking at me, which is the complete opposite direction of the TV right now. Which is kind of making me upset. He's really getting into my head right now. This host, man. Yeah. So I I think it would be fair to say in our relationship, I'm the Fletcher and you're the Andrew. uh, Fair enough. Basically, my my job is just to really to fuck with you, like nonstop. Yeah. No, I'm I'm easy to fuck with, though. (laughs) Because I go along with it and I see how far that rabbit hole goes. Truly. Now, do you, getting back to Whiplash, do you remember the first time you saw Whiplash? Did you see it in the theater or did you see it? It was by myself on the couch. Okay. Because my buddy, my buddy told me to watch it. He said it was, uh, it was a great movie. One of my best friends, Justin, you, I think you've met Justin Pishkar. Um, and he told me to watch it. That is an individual, which I think everyone kind of has in their life that you trust what they have to say about certain subjects. Mm-hmm. This guy's like my go-to for, for movies. And he said, you have to watch this movie. It is one of the best movies ever, ever made. Watched it and it completely resonated with me. And plus that, that soundtrack, Caravan, that song <sighs> goes hard. For, yeah. the, for the for the young listeners is, is what it says it slaps it slaps harder than your dad's belt it's pretty <laughs> damn good do you are you are you a big jazz fan no that's the thing it's like you see this craft and you're like you see this guy playing the drums which caravan and if you've heard the opening to this there's like four different things that he's worried about in, in keeping in rhythm is like he has the the hi-hat he has the the bass drum he has the uh what's the one that makes the loud noise the drum um the the snare he has the snare and then he has another drum that he's beating at the same exact time Galbell. <laughs> have you ever tried to like doing the pat your head rub your belly and then switching it up yeah i can't do it it's fucking hard Drummers do that for, if you're on tour, what, like two hours a day if for maybe, what, half a year? That is insane for someone to keep rhythm like that for so long and, like, split. It's like they split their damn medulla oblongata, whatever that is. <laughs> 
Dude, are you like, you don't even really use that in your day-to-day vernacular. You're just straight up quoting the water boy right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't oust me like that, man. Do you play any instruments? Um, I'm really good at whistling with my hands. Um, so like I can, it's about it though. Okay. <laughs> I could play a little bit piano. Um, can we pause for just a second? Because yeah, my, my DoorDash driver is trying to get into the gate right now. And I'm going to... Oh, never mind. We're good. Sorry. <laughs> no, because sometimes the DoorDash people, they can't, they can't find the damn door, man. Like This episode of Stanford <laughs> Cinema was brought to you by DoorDash. <laughs> How about Dogfish, Ted? How do we get them sponsored on this? Right? Or, Dog, or, yeah. for, you to, for them to sponsor you. Where the fuck are we? Um, I mean, whiplash. You whiplash. Said, so, yeah. yeah. So it's like the first thing that, so the first time I saw it was just by myself because mm-hmm. he suggested that I watched it and I had to buy it and rent it, whatever. And I was just gripped by the whole thing because J.K. Simmons absolutely murders that role. Yeah. I wouldn't say, do you, th- do you think that he carries the film on his back? No, I don't think he carries the film on his back when Miles Teller does all the, you know, all that drumming. And granted, they had help with a lot of editing and sound mixing, but Miles Teller is a drummer and he he brought that character to life. And, you know, it, it's a good back and forth between the two of them. That being said, JK, it, he's fucking unreal. He like this was the scariest he has ever been since he did where he played Schillinger back uh, on the HBO show Oz, where he was fucking terrifying on that show, but he was amazing and he was great and you love to hate him. And he's like that in this here, you know, so great performance, but I don't think he carries the film on his back, but every, every bit deserving of the Oscar that he got for this film. So yeah. Yeah, loved it. But Miles Teller, I thought was great. And I got to tell you, I have never seen anything else Miles Teller has been in. And I know he's been in a few things, but this was really my introduction. I didn't see the reboot of Footloose. Didn't see it. And I know he's done a couple other things, but. Divergent, bro, with uh, what's her name? I can't think of her name right now. I don't know what that movie is. Uh, Shailene Woodley. Okay. Oh, it's terrible. It's it's ter- it's absolutely terrible. I was yeah. just making a joke. So, no, I don't think I don't think JK carried it, but uh, he he fucking killed it. And it was the second time he played this character because there was a like a 15-minute short movie and it got uh, great reviews and as a result of that, they they got the financing to do the full length. Now the financing, it really doesn't have, doesn't have a large budget. I think it was like three and a half million dollars. So relatively small budget. It ended up grossing like $50 million in the box box office. So extremely profitable. It's a good margin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, three three and a half million. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. That is. Are you back checking? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I'm in front of my computer, of course. And no, that's just, yeah. Okay. That is, that's absolutely insane. Yeah. Do you have a favorite scene from the film? Yeah. I like, uh, so the the ending, if we're not talking about the ending, because I think the ending is, is beautiful. Is this like when Miles Teller just goes off and doesn't listen to him, but 
in turn, him doing that was actually what uh, Fletcher or J.K. Simmons wanted in the movie, which mm-hmm. I thought was beautiful. Besides that, I would say when he first goes to the uh, the actual um, ensemble, like the one that the ones that actually go and they play in the the concerts, when he goes there and he's like tapping, and J.K. Simmons is just like in his face yelling at him, "Were you dragging or were you uh, what was it speeding Rushing. or something like that?" Rushing, yeah. Were you, were you rushing or were you dragging? And like, it just it makes Miles Teller kind of question himself when Miles Teller was probably doing the right thing. But That's just it. J- the the first time he did it, he he was perfectly like it it was, it was perfect. He didn't do I anything. Couldn't hear wrong. anything. Yeah. yeah, he did it. He he did that whole thing just to fuck with him. Just like we had seen previously in the 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 scene before, but where he kicked the other guy out of the band because he his instrument wasn't in tune but his oh, instrument yeah, was yeah. in tune he he gets off on fucking with people the trombone player trombone. yeah exactly yeah no he's like he loves the chaos to it mm-hmm. and like he wants you to question your like it's he, he does it brilliantly because we all know that person it's like a and okay well and and you just like keep going until you're out of questions like that's all i fucking got i don't know what else right it like makes you question your own insanity or your own sanity and it's just it's a coach that thrives off of off of that which is which is something that i think a lot of people can can see in real life mm-hmm. is that many people do that i'm so sorry i'm like messing with things over here we got torchy's taco that just showed up nice would you uh would you get the brush fire Oh, dude, I love that one. I, I mean, I'm not a huge Torchies fan. Okay, no, are, so you, are, you, are you still in Austin right now? Yeah, I'm on East MLK. Okay. Yeah, okay. so not too far. Um, closest I've ever been to downtown. Um, it's over by, like, the baseball stadium. I think you know where it is. What was it? I called Riley um, because my friend Jack needed a bed. And Riley's like, what's up, my favorite acquaintance? I'm like, man, you really have to just, you really have to bring that into this, don't you? But I, I think, and, and what I find interest, well, it's not really interesting, but what I what I find to be true is that for guys, we we don't have to, like, we can not talk for five years and then run into each other or somebody picks up the phone and have a conversation and it and it'll be no big deal. It, you know, we not, you know, we can continue car, uh, carrying on the conversation and like, there are no, yeah, like, like nothing happened. Yeah. That's how I operate though. But I feel like some people don't, they just like move on with their life. And it's like, they just have that circle that they hit up and you kind of just like feed out of that circle. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Which is okay. I get it. Honestly, I, I enjoy being with just me and Cynthia plenty of time. I mean, we enjoy each other's company. That's truly all you need. Yeah, we're yeah, another person. We met, <laughs> we met at Kung Fu Saloon, just like okay. any other couple would. The the one like like uh, in downtown. Yeah, she picked me out. She she like looked at this little round tomato and was just like, "I need this guy." Yeah, I need this guy. Yeah. So did you put the weight back on after you met her, or? <laughs> Wow, dude. You know what? I got to give you props for that one. Wow. No, so so Andrew's known me throughout my whole stage. So it's like there was Fat Colin when you first met. That was Fat Colin. And then it was like Skinny Colin. And then it was like Chubby Colin. So there's three stages to Colin. There's Fat, 
skinny and chubby. So you're getting the chubby one right now. Whatever. You're, you're, you're still very much a handsome man. Thanks, man. You are too. Nah. I don't, you look the same exact as you have since, what, six years ago. So six years ago, man, that's crazy. I, I, I can only control so much. And uh, yeah, I can't control the fact that I have to wear glasses and I can't control that I'm 5'9", but damn it, if I can control the fact There's that- There's people on the dark web that would totally stretch you out to six foot. It's only like two Bitcoin, which is $22,000. Come on. Like Gattaca? <laughs> Did you ever see Gattaca? Uh-uh. Gattaca? Uh-uh. Oh my God, you have to watch like a really, really cool sci-fi flick. Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Ethan Hawke, Jude Law, uh, Uma Thurman. That's a, a pretty solid- uh, Oh, dude, you have to watch it. Pretty solid cast. Yeah, but in one scene, what they do is- they break, they like basically break his legs and separate them. So like the bones will have to fuse, but like he, they add like an extra two inches. Uh, so what the way that they have to do it. Oh, it's like uh, game of Thrones when you have the Boltons that have like the flayed men that they, they like stretch them out. Yeah. Totally the same thing. It's similar. I don't yeah, know. It's similar, so. similar. <laughs> it's in the same thought bubble. I don't know. Not because you brought up Game of Thrones. What were were you okay with how how the show ended or no? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. I think it's it's hard for any show that you love so much for it to end, no matter what. Yeah. I don't think it's ever going to be perfect. But for the cop out that I, <laughs> what was the biggest cop out for you? brand bro brand i hated i hate that it's just i feel like it was very cheaply written at the end just like okay well brand he's the he's the one-eyed raven or three-eyed raven and he can see everything and he'll be the ruler it just feels like too easy i wanted more i just wanted more and i didn't want it to end and the hound died i was just filled with so much emotion so i don't really have a problem with with Bran ending up on the Iron Throne, because I, I felt for me, it felt like it was kind of already set up like in the very first episode of the show when we're, we're kind of really tracking his arc until he he falls or he's pushed out the window. And then yeah. when he comes back with the with the visions, but they earlier on the show, they, they talk about about his role and and then it closes with like he'll never be king or yada 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 so they did they did set it up originally unfortunately it just the the payoff i don't think really succeeded no you're you're 100 right you're and you're never going to please anybody especially on like a cultural phenomenon like that game of thrones was but yeah i mean the the final two seasons of the show I mean, I don't, I don't care if you, if you loved it or if you hated it. I think everybody can agree that it, it felt very rushed. And that- yeah, and like the first six, uh, what the first five seasons, the first five seasons, they were so thorough with everything of like how this person got here. It's a, it's a journey. Let's have a few episodes of their journey. And then we get to get to the last season and Varus can literally fucking teleport anywhere. Yeah. It's crazy how fast he was just moving around. Yeah. Every, every time I saw him, I was like, this show's fake, which I understand. I know it's fucking fake, but Varus was just moving way too fast for me to understand. Dude, everybody, least- everybody. Yeah, it made me mad. It took people like three episodes to get from Winterfell to King's Landing. And now you've got people that are getting from 
you know, everywhere in one episode. <laughs> to like Westeros in one episode. What the fuck? It took Khaleesi three seasons. Four seasons. I don't even know. Five seasons. You know, like, Five seasons to get there. Yeah. Varus somehow has a fucking dragon. He's, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, anyways. Whiplash, right? <laughs> anyways, Whiplash. I know we should have chose uh, Game of Thrones. But you were talking earlier a little bit about timing in the movie. Or really, you weren't talking about it. But I'm going to segue into timing. Insist. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> but timing is obviously very, very important when it comes to jazz. And well, it's very important when it comes to just music as a whole. And in this film, timing was everything specifically being on Fletcher's time right like Andrew fails right off the bat when he wakes up three minutes after like the 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 time that Fletcher wanted him to be there at six o'clock and he doesn't even wake up until 603 oh that gives me just the I'm like sweating thinking about that scene yeah but but it worked out pretty okay because JK wasn't even there he he set that six o'clock time just to fuck with him but did he though it could have been one-on-one you never know yeah, I don't think so. But I mean, it's possible. But you've got that, right? His his time on trying to get to the performance was an issue, right? The the truck, uh, the, the bus breaks down. Oh, man. Yeah, bus breaks down. He rents the car, yep. drives the car, whoop, gets yep. T-boned. Yep. Oh, he, he, he breaks up with his girlfriend with the whole idea that... Um, he won't have he won't have enough time to be with her, right? So timing is very much a recurring theme in this film. It's very true. Yeah, and the whole his whole quest is to be in the right like the right sink as Fletcher, be on his time. So it it, it kind of also mirrors that making a deal with the devil and what you have to sacrifice in yourself to get there, right? Because at the end, even though his father you know, maybe doesn't understand him. His father obviously is, loves is him. He's cheering for him. Yeah, he's cheering yeah. for him the whole way. Yeah. Yep. And he's there to embrace his son when his son was humiliated at that that final performance. Yep. And then Andrew turns his back on his dad to who's there to like comfort him, still because of the fact that he wants the approval of this other the guy. Fletch, so, yeah. you know, so he, he sold out his girlfriend, you know, um, and then at, in the final scene, he basically turns his, his back to his own father to get the approval. And his family, like his yeah. extended family yeah. at the dinner table when he was like, what you, oh, it's a D3 college, which I laughed oh, at. Oh, dude, <laughs> that, was such, that was such a great bit. <laughs> that, that was like just his boner right there. Sorry, guys. But it was, it just, it felt so good for, for Miles Teller to just tell the fucking stupid D3 jock that, no, no, you're not that important. I'm at the best music school in the, in, in the country. You're just at a D3 school. And he really yeah. said that. Oh, dude, that was beautiful. Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> What did you do in college? Um, a lot of drugs. Um, no, you, you played football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. At Texas, what? Tech? State? <laughs> you know. I yeah, can't remember Texas it. Texas State. I couldn't Texas remember. Texas State Bobcats. It's, uh, it's, a small, it's a smaller D1 school that plays like ULL. Um, they're in the Selm Belt Conference if you want to Google that. But yeah, played a lot cool. of football. And wanted to be great until I took an arrow to the knee and realized that I am not that great and instead sold software or beds, technically. You didn't sell beds, dude. You sold sleep. Thank you. There we go. By the way, uh, shameless plug right here. Tempur-Pedic. Uh, my buddy just went with the Cloudlux Breeze King size. 
for his new house next week. So he was in between that and an IntelliBed. And by the way, there is no such thing as a Cloudlux breeze in Tempur-Pedic now. Or not Adapt, whatever series it is. I don't know what it's called. It's not the Adapt. It's the other one. Cloud? Cloud Cool. What is it called, man? And this segment of Stanford Cinema was brought to you by Tempur-Pedic. Tempur-Steely, actually. (laughs) Let's be... Let's be... uh... Let's be on point for that. Hey, they're they're yeah, bringing the Sealy for that. They're a wonderful brand. Oh, absolutely! I support it. Get yours today. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. So, football. Good old college football. That's what I. Uh, that's what I played, and I think just like I, I kind of prefaced before is. I think that's truly where this love of this movie came out of was just because, you know, I, I was a, I was a high school student coming out of um, a, a, an, oh, the first playoff uh, playoff run that we've ever had at the school. And like, I'm coming off a high going to college and like thinking that I'm going to be great. I want to do great things and be a football player and everything. And, and having that in your mind and literally just realizing in front of you that it's not, for you, nor is it ever going to be for you. You're never going to be that great. And seeing this movie and seeing someone truly chasing after that, no matter what is happening to him is, is extremely admirable. And I I just, that it just like gets me, it gets me to my core, man. It it really does. It just resonates. Stop. It's just one tear. (laughs) This is one. Oh shit. What was his line about him being like the single tear guy? (laughs) uh what was it i know what you're talking yeah when he was uh dragging when he was yeah. dragging or yeah i know what you're talking about he was, he, yeah he, when he was crying like miles teller just had like a single tear and jk even- one of those fucking one tear jerk <laughs> people it's like oh now you're gonna go cry to your fucking dad because your mom left you i was like oh, oh my yeah. god that did, for the record that never happened to me listeners but that, like just in his case for the plot, that was pretty like heavy hitting that he tried to open up to this, this guy that he really looked up to and just like use that to stab him in the back. Oh. Yeah, that uh, far and away, that uh, far and away, my favorite scene was the rushing and dragging scene. Yeah. 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 Yep. Just so good. And after his little like pep, like his pep speech to him, like in the hallway, Andrew played by Miles Teller, when he comes back into it, there's kind of like this slow motion as he's going to the drums and the camera angle is placed low. So it, it places Miles Teller in this position of like strength and confidence. Yeah. And he sits there and they have the, the, the camera angled lower. Like at his height. Yeah. Well, even even like, lower when, when he's at the drum. So again, Andrew is very much in a position of confidence and power. And then the music starts. Uh, JK's uh, character Fletcher stops the music and then you are now put in position where whenever we see Andrew, the camera's looking down at him and camera's looking up at Fletcher. So now who's in control and very, very subtle. Like cinematography. Yeah. yeah, But just so great. And this one like tender moment that you think between this professor and the student turns so so painful oh they do a great job of demonizing jk simmons when you're like oh he's the dad in juno no fuck no he's not no definitely not (laughs) no no not at all 
complete just 180 from that and yep. and that's i think that that also caught me off guard which made me just so interested in it, is him being an asshole because mm-hmm. i was i never saw uh oz so i never had that in, like in my mind to, to right. reference so i was just watching it for the first time thinking oh there's the the juno dad and him just like throwing a fucking chair at this guy's head yeah. <laughs> what uh no, that was actually that was one thing I really liked was that that saying of um, the one drummer being good. I don't remember the names. You might be able to fill me in here, but it was like he threw a symbol at his head. After that, that's when he became the greatest drummer alive. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're you're the person that threw the symbol out of my head, and after that, I was like, I'm gonna do great things. Yeah. <laughs> You had to like throw that monkey wrench into it, but it's not a monkey wrench. Cause I think everybody needs that kind of like reality wake up is like, yeah, people can like you, but is there anything behind just like your likability? You know? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, I'm deep? with you. No, I'm not. I, I think that's okay. good. All right. So time for a pop quiz. Are, are you ready? Think you can handle no. it? No, not at all. All right. Here no, we let's go. Let's do it. All right. Question number one. What is the name of the conservatory that Andrew goes to? Oh no, you're going to do this to me. It's not NYU. It's uh No, they're the, the, one the schools word. that they use are 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 fictitious. They 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 don't really exist. I know, but it's It's like this one it's a one word. Oh. It's I'll give you John a clue. Hopkins. No, okay. I'll give you a clue. The name of the school, it starts with Shea and it ends with Fur. Schaefer. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You gave me the whole thing, man. Jeez, you're a good professor. Thank you. Question number two. What's the name of the school his girlfriend goes to? You can't get more granular after that. That's no fair. Um, you say that you love this movie. It's in your top blank five. State, blank State University. It's called Fordham. Fordham State, right? <laughs> Fordham State. <laughs> All right. I, all right. Those are too hard. Th- 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 those are too hard. I'll make it real simple. Well, about this. Dude, I was a football player. I wasn't. I wasn't there for schooling. I was there to play football. Okay. All right. What's the name of his girlfriend? <laughs> um, Colin, have you seen this film? No. What are we talking about again? <laughs> no. I just. I don't think I've been hit in the head a lot of times, guys. Right. Nicole. Um, I was going to say that. All right. Here's one that, that uh, maybe not thin Colin and maybe not chubby Colin, but fat Colin would know this one. All right. What, what does, his father, like, oh. what does his father like to put in his popcorn? <laughs> uh, milk duds. Were they milk duds or raisinets? No, I couldn't remember. Raisinets. Yeah. Raisinets. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> You knew you'd get me, you fucker. <laughs> That's fucking great. That was beautiful. All right, final question. Um, how many Oscars did this win? Three. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the three? Uh, best Supporting Actor, the Best Editing, and Best Soundtrack? Sound Mixing. Oh, same thing. See, I know that. No, not the same thing. <laughs> sound Mixing, sound, it was Soundtrack. On, it, it, Sound sound. It was also nominated for best adapted screenplay and 
best picture. It didn't yeah, win for picture. best picture. Birdman. Birdman. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was a solid year of movies. I don't know if yeah. you saw. It's like Boyhood, which I thought Boyhood was amazing. That one, Birdman, was good, and also Whiplash. Yeah. All right. So now we are at the the closing portion. Oh. But we can keep we can keep on going. It's just you know I try to keep them around forty five minutes to an hour. Yeah, that's that's fair enough, man. That's fair enough. You think you're going to listen to it? Do I want to listen to my own voice? I don't oh, know. dude, I hate, no, I hate my voice, man. Like, I can't even believe I have friends. It's a, like, it's a good voice. It's a good voice. Do man. I sound like a voice that's made for, for radio? I think I have a pretty good radio voice. I think you've got a good voice. Yeah. 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 You're okay. All right. I'm starting my podcast next week. There you go. But it's about, uh, not movies. It's just about like kind of movies, but you don't have to know much about it. <laughs> you should have a podcast about breaking down my episodes. <laughs> <laughs> just like segmenting it out. Yeah. <laughs> so, and at the and at the at the thirty second minute. Damn it! I was about to say that. <laughs> Andrew makes a weird turn. And questions his guests. Now, what do you think they were thinking about at that moment? Um, uh, string theory. That's yeah. what they were thinking about. Yeah. So my my mind always races with is string theory. So what are you drinking? You know, you just said it's some local brew, but I never got to see what it was. Yeah, it, it's a brewing a brewing company called Red Hair, and um, just a IPA. Oh, it's cute. It's a mosaic IPA. Oh, I love mosaics. I don't know what it means, but it's t- it's tasty. Yeah, they're not they're not bad. I went with it because it was on sale. To be honest with you, like it was a little bit cheaper than another another beer that I probably would have preferred. But there, this brewery is maybe ten minutes away from my house in a car. So yeah, oh, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah, we've got we've got a ton of breweries here in Georgia. I mean, I would like, not think. I would think it would be just like a bunch of illegal operations of like uh, moon uh, moonshine, moonshine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Kentucky. That's like that's like the uh, uh, heart of the South is like more so moonshine, dude. Now, <laughs> yeah, like Georgia, we we love our beer. Did you ever see the movie Smokey and the Bandit? No. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that movie? Of course, I've heard of Smokey okay. and the Bandit. So you're looking, you're Googling it right now. <laughs> oh, dude, I've seen this, man. It's, uh, yeah, Big Eno's, Pat McCormick wants to drink Coors at a, at a truck show. But in uh, 77, it was illegal to sell Coors east of the, what? Yeah. <laughs> Is it like, a, it's kind of like semi-prohibition. Yeah. Burt Reynolds, oh my God. So the movie takes place in Georgia and... Burt Reynolds uh, and a buddy essentially drive to Texarkana to pick up a shitload of cores. Yep. To turn pick around. up a beer in Texas and drive it to Georgia within 28 hours. Yep. <laughs> what? So he's in shit. I can't remember what the car did, car is. I can't remember if it's like a. It's a Trans Am. Trans Am, yeah, Trans Am. The thing is, the Trans Am like flies ahead, like speeds ahead to get cops to kind of chase him and then like the truck behind him can 
can speed as well. So the, like the only way that they can do it is have the Trans Am leading the way to draw out the cops and have the cops oh, kind of chase him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, so my 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 uncle was a was a truck driver. He'd call that the cradle is like being behind someone that's speeding because mm-hmm. they'll get caught, not you. But it's right. just called it's just called cradle. I don't know. The more you know. Yeah. Just thought it was cool. Do you play? I I always forget this. You play guitar? I do. I do. Not necessarily so, not necessarily great, but I do I, I do play the guitar a little bit. You do? And mm-hmm. do you feel like this Whiplash movie, to take it back there, do you think it resonated with you? Um, in a different way. I'm I'm not a I'm not a drummer and I can't I can't read music. I, I can't do that. And on Just, yeah, you hear yeah, I when I say I play the guitar, basically I, I can I can play chords and I can strum and that's the extent of it. You know, I'm I've got friends that are that are brilliant, beautiful musicians and, and they can do, they can do everything for mm-hmm. me. I, I can play uh, jumper by uh, third eye blind. Uh, I could play. Is that the wish you could yeah, say yeah, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one to play though. Like, <laughs> uh, well, Jim Carrey. Just tearing did, it up at a party, just yeah. tearing it up. <laughs> Jim, Jim Carrey played it in this movie. Yes, man. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes. And, so I, and so I was like, yeah, I have to learn how to play this song so I can play that. And it's really simple. There's only like three or four chords in the whole song and it kind of like repeats itself. So I can do that. And I could play heroes by David Bowie again, like three or four chords that essentially, if I can play a song that uses three or four chords and I'm, and, and I've got it's a lot. Yeah. Better than a lot. I've got a really beautiful guitar. I've got a, um, a 1996 Jagstang, which was made by Fender. It was a guitar that was designed by Kurt Cobain, and it went into like a limited production after after his death. But I can't remember how many guitars were were made. But I've got I've got one. Is it like a pastel color? Yeah. yeah okay. It's, it's like a it's like a seafoam. I didn't green. even look that up. It's I knew seafoam green. Seafoam green. <laughs> Can you hear me type? Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah that's exactly like what uh i know you told i know blink 182 is like your third favorite band but Tom oh, they are. used to play dude <laughs> yeah so third played with one for me like my favorite like top five greatest bands you've you've got you've got lincoln park you've got <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah lincoln park of course like that's yeah. a it's obligatory yeah i mean i don't i don't think there's anything else i can say i think the joke just you know wrote itself right there but um i'm not gonna lie though oh, beautiful third eye blind have a have a have a couple really fun couple fun uh jams like for example what was it semi charm life which is like a song that's all about like like crystal meth you know mm-hmm. it, it's crazy but it's a it's a killer it's a killer uh summer jam they played at the last ACL. They did. They yeah. did. Yeah. I remember it was right before Lizzo or after Lizzo. I don't know. But Lizzo was absolutely crazy. Yeah. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to to get there. I had just got started. Uh, had, I had just been hired by my my current employer, and mm-hmm. we were having a 
uh shit what was it like a like, new, a like, like it was like a new hire um conference I, th- I think i was i was either in like north carolina or lexington kentucky or albuquerque new mexico one of those that sounds like a place i would never want to go <laughs> where's that uh new mexico or kentucky dude albuquerque new mexico is amazing it's a really okay, we all love breaking bad though like i don't know oh and i went i went to uh i went to the, the car wash and i went to walter white's house no fucking way yeah for for real that must have been how how, how was it yes it, oh it was fucking fantastic after it was like after out of body yeah it was after like our dinner like our, our, our closing event like dinner party and yeah. it was like you know free food free drinks so i had several glasses of wine and then there were like <laughs> there were like four or five of us in a like an uber mm-hmm. and um I, I can't remember how the conversation struck up, but essentially I, I brought up Breaking Bad and, and the driver's like, oh, dude. He's As like, you would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is me, right? And the driver's like, yeah, I, I you know, I, I know exactly where those places are. And he's like, if you want, I can take you there. And we're like, yeah, sure, why not? Oh, that's cool. That's so I've, I've got really shitty pictures of seeing the car. I like really shitty pictures of the car wash and the house. Yeah. Damn why, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all like black and cloudy, but you can make out like a few things. And again, I was <laughs> the pizza on the house. Yeah, the, still? The, what? Yeah, the pizza still up there. Uh, there, there <laughs> apparently they there was something where oh they they gate I want to say they gated the house because they had to do it because people were really throwing pizzas on the roof of that house. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah, people people no actually live in that house. Way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I would too. Like, if I was just like, just like, you go in, you buy this house, you have no idea what you're getting into. You've never seen Breaking Bad, just like random people just coming over and just throwing full pizzas on top of your house. <laughs> Think about that happening. Just like, I don't understand this. Oh my God, we got to move, Joe. I don't know why he is Joe. That's just some canned husband in my head. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I miss you, man. I, I Dude, do. I, I really do want to come to Atlanta. Yeah. Really, and I've told you that multiple times. And now is the best time. Oh, totally. Yeah. Not now, but of course, like I don't want to say during COVID. I mean, I'm I'm COVID free, but what are you What are you doing like during COVID to uh, COVID to keep busy? Sopranos. Sopranos. Uh, are you Are you doing a rewatch? <laughs> no, it's the first time I've ever watched it. Um, I am halfway through the fifth season has so, Steve uh, character come into it yet oh yeah yeah he's okay. already gone yeah. okay uh tony soprano fucking killed him yeah spoiler uh, which is crazy i know right had like the cabin just boo, just mm-hmm. like through the groceries um no adriana just died because oh yeah yeah i was pretty sad about that that. Was, that was a bummer man that really was man the first one was big big pussy or yep yeah, big pussy Malenga. Mm-hmm. That was that was sad, um, but it's it's a beautiful fucking show, man. Like mm-hmm. everyone needs to watch it. Like I know it's old, but it's just like the content is just golden. It's no, golden. I, I I love The Sopranos. Uh, let me know when you see the finale because I I can't wait to hear your reaction. I've already my my brother watched all The Sopranos and he told me that he didn't like the ending no now it's like already in my head that it's like oh god are they gonna be like sitting around the table again or some shit like that like that's i love, I feel like I love the ending i per- really okay that yeah. makes me feel better 
but it, it, I, I want you to see it so we can talk about the ending because when, when it came out, most people didn't have like DVRs and most people didn't mm-hmm. have like streaming services. So you watched oh, that's it very true. and when it ended, there was a uh, shit. I can't say anything else, but essentially when the, when the camera You're fades, trying, when, <laughs> You're trying to think of a way to tell me without spoiling when, it. <laughs> when, the, when the, when the camera fades to black, many people were greatly concerned but I'm not mm-hmm. gonna. I'm not gonna say anything about about that. About yeah. who was concerned? Yeah, you'll when when you see it, y- you'll know. You'll know. Oh, dude, it's like but that. It's, like that. Yeah. it's just like Game of Thrones, though. It's like you can't satisfy everybody. Yeah, no matter what. I think in the in the history of big pop culture phenomenon TV shows, there have been maybe a handful of TV shows that ended, and people were like, "Yeah, that was a good finale." Breaking Bad, great finale. Yep. Uh, Agreed. Six, six Feet Under, great finale. But those are really the only two shows that I can think of that when they ended, people were very pleased. You know, you, you take a TV show that like Seinfeld. Seinfeld was the biggest show of it of its day, and everybody yeah. hated that finale. Game of Thrones, everybody hates hated that finale. Dexter, everybody hated that finale. Yeah, it's hard to get it right. Lost, everybody hated that finale. Because you've built up such a great show for so long, and again, it, it's a at that point it ceases to be a show. It's a yeah, like unique. a lifestyle kind of thing. Yep, it's and like Walking so, Dead. I feel like Walking Dead's kind of in that a little bit. I hate Walking Dead, but a lot of people are just like so like diehard about it, and it's like they wear a bunch of Walking Dead T-shirts and shit. I don't know if you've seen those people. Oh yeah, you're in Atlanta. You probably see that shit. Not really, because they shoot. Never mind. All right. Anyways, yeah, no. Um, the Game of Thrones is a much better show than than Walking Dead. Yeah. But I see what you're saying about the like the fandom of it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. All right, good sir. We have come to the end of this episode or this installment of Stamper Cinema. Did you have fun? Of course, I did. Good. Good. Always with you. <laughs> Am I like breathing heavy right now in your ears? Yep. Always with you. <laughs> Thank you. Sincerely. It was really cool talking with you. I miss the hell out of you. I can't wait for you to come and visit me. I can't wait to get back to Austin. Uh, COVID really pisses me off and it's really cramping within my, with my style and every, yeah. every aspect. Cause didn't get to come back to Austin last year. Well, no, I did. I was there I for, you. Yeah, yeah, you saw me, uh, Alice's, uh, wedding. Yep. But, yep. Yep. I but, saw you and, uh, Catherine. Yep. But doesn't look like free it's margarita. happening. Margaritas. Yeah. Free margaritas. Where was, where was that? Hotel Van Zant. That's it. No, it wasn't Van Zant. Was it? Yeah. I thought that was further downtown. I need to get my, Geography, like uh, my geography is off right now. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, come back, please. Yeah, I miss you. I miss the, I miss the hell out of you. And I have to come to Atlanta, Cynthia or not. My dear friend, I love you. Thank you again. This has been awesome. And uh, to the listeners, thank you very much for listening. Please like and subscribe and and tell your friends. Smash like, that like. Smash that subscribe button now.
<laughs> All right. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, Fred. I thank you. No.